crisp. So, mess. Presto mess. Presto. And we're back for another episode of Crystal Myth with our mystery topic, which is finally going to be revealed by Yasmin. And Mark's also here. Hey, so yes, please reveal the mystery topic. Today's mystery topic is time travel. And mm-hmm. do you think it's possible? Because, um, um, yeah, I've been seeing lots of like really weird, unexplainable stories. Um, I thought you were going to say that you were experiencing really weird things with time travel and I was like really intrigued there I wish I was that interesting (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could say that but no I don't know why lately this whole week I just keep saying like really weird time travel type stories Um, and then randomly Back to the Future was on TV as well so I was like interesting topic um, I mean, I'd love it if we could time travel like Back to the Future. That's well, if you, if but if the time travel thing in Back to the Future was real, right? I think that I would be Biff. Can <laughs> I knew you were going to say that? I actually knew you were. Why going to say that. did you think I, I was going to say that? I didn't think you were going to say that. I had to think you were going to say that. Why would you be Biff? Why would I be best? Not that I'm like being covered in shit, but it's it's that I would be the type of person that would want to exploit the time travel yeah. by going back in time with a sports alamac and trying to get oh, rich off it. I thought that... you meant like if time travel was real, you would be an absolute wanker. And I was like, I don't understand what the correlation is. But yes, that makes sense. I mean, I think if you could time travel, you would end up being a little bit of a wanker because you kind of look down on everyone. <laughs> but I agree. See, out of everyone in that film, this is the only one that seems to want to take advantage of it. Everyone yeah. else in it is just too busy fucking it up or trying to go back to fix their mess-ups. Yeah, but Marty McFly totally ruined his life because he went back in time and changed the future so that Biff's life was shit. And he was basically subservient and terrified of his dad. Yeah, that's just a bit shit of him, to be honest. Like, yeah. he's not trying to make his life better, he's trying to make someone else's life worse. And that, yeah. to me, that's pretty wanky, to be honest. That's <laughs> a wanky yeah. thing to do, plus trying think... to make out your... <laughs> yeah, that's I true. Mean, I mean, that film... Biff was already a shit person, and I think it's fine to ruin people's lives via time travel if they're shy. Well, whose life would you ruin? What did you say? I said I can't stay because we're on a public forum. But I've got a short list. Like I think we've mentioned that we have a death list before. Oh, we do. We, but have, well, we just I'm pretty sure 
Yeah, some people are actually dead now from that list. So, yep. I mean, it's because we haven't consulted it in about what 20 years. 20 so. years. Yeah, I mean, it is time. We have technically travelled forward in time since then, so obviously some people on that list inevitably will be dead at some point, so it's just a long-term plan. (laughs) I think certain teachers are on it. Um, I can't remember who I was going to say I must point out that we haven't actually murdered anyone on it, but in fact, one of the two of you could have murdered someone on it. But Innocent. Um, only, only a guilty person would say that they're innocent. Remember one of the one of the actual things on the list was that Zoom Zoom advert. Yep. <laughs> How I did we kill that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember that advert. Yeah. I really do. It was, it was a mad advert. Yeah. We used to do one that. It was always like Zoom Zoom Zoom. How would you feel if all the people who made that advert died because you put that? <laughs> I feel like I have really good powers, and I would wow. maybe be amazing. <laughs> I mean, certain like presidents of certain countries would definitely be on the list if it works. Mm-hmm. So, oh, very much. Yeah, the feds were probably listening to this. Oh, to be I fair, know. in a public forum, that would kill Donald Trump and Boris Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be for the benefit of everyone, wouldn't it? For the benefit okay. of everyone in this country. Can we jump back slightly in the conversation when Yaz said everyone who's guilty says they're innocent? I don't think you should ever be a judge, Yaz. You just said that very casually, like it was a fact, my conversation. Everyone who's guilty says they're innocent. I don't know if that's true. Well, it's because you're the only one out of the three of us that said, I never killed anyone. And I was like, yeah. Usually, when someone says, I never killed anyone, it means they have. Like, you know, um, Who's that guy that, that, how can I not remember his name? The guy that killed his wife, well, he got off with it, the glove thing. Uh, South African. Oh, no, uh, no. Oh, what's his name? How, how am I so demented? I can't remember his name. He was an American footballer. American guy. Uh, OJ oh, Simpson. OJ Simpson. Oh, that's not who yeah. I was talking about. I was talking about the staircase guy. You know the staircase guy. Nah, I never, I never watched that documentary. Oh, you yeah, should. So good. Okay. Like, it's like so good. Next week we should do people that got away with murder, even though we Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that'd be good. It, like, honestly, I would recommend it like a hundred out of ten. Yeah, I thought it was a knockoff of um, Making a Murderer, so I thought I can't be bothered watching that. The only thing really good, though, I watched it with John and we were both obsessed with it, but we were obsessed with it because every single episode, like, you might as well sit on camera and go, like, did I kill her? Did I not? Yeah, I probably did, but you'll never get me. And then they're like, and they did not know whether or not he had killed. Like, it's so weird because it's so obvious that he killed her. Are you going to spoil this? I know, yeah, yeah, stop, 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 stop. Shut up. We haven't watched that. <laughs> Literally the first 10 minutes of it, it's really clear that he killed her. Like, uh, okay. like but did he kill her or did he not? And I'm like, but it wasn't proven in court, Mark. So you can't say that he killed her because it wasn't proven in court. It's like Michael Jackson was proved innocent in court, but we all know he's a pedo. But it's not even like to that extent. Like honestly, you need to watch it. It's not like uh, all right. I, it's literally like in the first ten minutes. 
it couldn't be clearer that he's killed her. And then there's eight episodes of like, but did he kill her or did he not? And the court case and like, yeah, watch it. It's, it's I thought it was more proving how they killed her. Like, I always thought the assumption was that he killed her, and this is just how to prove that it happened. No, no, debate over whether he's guilty or not, and everyone that's interviewed in it, there's debate over whether he's guilty or not, and they all act like it's really hard to work out. But this is why time travel would be quite handy because we could go back in time to the but to the, the, the time where, the point where O.J. Simpson supposedly killed his wife and yeah. proved that, like, just to prove to ourselves that he did it. So we'd know. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing. I think if time travel was real, like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to ask if it is or isn't, it could actually get put to really, really good use. Like, you could actually either go forward in time and find out about catastrophes and stop them or go back in time and find out what actually happened. And then... Because I was thinking that, like, if, even if a crime happens and it's put to a jury, you never really know, like, unless, like, obviously the evidence is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think time travel could get put to a lot of really, really good use in cases like that. But then um, that yeah, but, good but could be abused. be in charge of time travel, whereas we all know yeah. the fucking Tories and they just use it to make <laughs> themselves richer and not... Yeah, that's true. People. I yeah. mean, there's... There's plenty of movies about that, like time crimes and stuff. And yeah. what was the one with Bruce Willis and Gordon Lovett or whatever his name was? Um, Looper. Looper, where they oh. use time, they throw someone back in time to basically kill them because then oh. there's no body around. Oh. Yeah. They assassinate people and then they assassinate oh. the person who kills. I don't know. Yeah. I can't get my fucking head around it. Time travel just confuses me. The more I think about it, the less it makes sense, and my brain just wants to explode. Like, I don't understand. I think, like, <laughs> like how can... What's that? There's a lot of different theories about it. So, mm. some of the theories I was reading about is that basically time is just this sort of, like, almost a constant line, and it just depends where you go into it. It's like you can jump into it, but you'd have to go, be going at a like to go forward in time, you'd have to go faster than. That would be very yeah, fast that you break that barrier and. I think it's theory of relativity. Yeah. So I think the theory is you could travel in time by I think going faster than I don't know the speed of light or something, or by warping, by warping the curve of time. So it, say like for example, you've got a piece of paper. And you put a pencil through one end and then a pencil through the other and you bend that piece of paper and then you pass the pencil through the hole and then you unbend it. That's you sort of see the space in between those two holes. You're moving them in a curve to meet and then when you uncurve it, that's you sort of skipped a whole bit. That's how warp, warp time works. I don't know if you can understand that. I don't know. No, it makes sense. Work if time was linear, yeah? Yeah. And I don't believe that time's linear. So would that mean that if time's not linear, if you were to time travel, there'd be no way for you to actually decide where you were going to or from? So even if we like were able to invent a working time machine, if time's non-linear, if you went into it, it would just be like you'd leave this date and you'd be in another date, but there'd be no way to possibly like choose a date to travel. 
Yeah, I'm not sure to take. To be fair, it seems more exciting. It's a bit like a Kinder Egg. Like <laughs> Kinder Egg. Because you might get like one of those tiny turtles that were cool, or you might get like terrible you know, you might get thing in Kinder Eggs, and it would be like a rollout mat that was like the size. Of the <laughs> like that. you might end up somewhere cool, you might end up somewhere shit. See, oh, it's not quite time travel, but I'd love to be able to have a map like that that you could just point on somewhere and you just end up in that place. Yeah, like, I'd love to be able to teleport. Oh, well, yeah. that's teleportation, yeah. I'd love that as well. But, again, yeah, there'll be people There'll be people who will be like, well, you can't just appear because then all, we'll be flooded with people that we don't want and all that. They'll have to put in some sort of border or some sort of pass, like passport to teleport, you know? Then you just mean Tories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can't have people teleporting into our country. Fucking do <laughs> so one of my favourite episodes of South Park is the Gooback episode. So like the Gooback is like a, a slur to these people. So they're in the future's that bad that they they're all everyone who's in the future are all bald and fucked up. So they decide to make like have a time machine. They invent a time machine and they go back in time to you know like the present day in South Park where everything's better for them. So they're like time migrant, but they come back and they can't speak English very well. It's all like sort of like backwards talk. Um, they all get like jobs and stuff, and then all the rednecks are like, they took our jobs, the fucking goobecks. And then to, to, to get rid of them, they decide to have like a big gay pylon. So if they're all gay, then they, they nobody will give birth and there won't be a future generation. So it'll get rid of the goobecks. Oh oh it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, but then what they said was, well, what we should do instead of a big gay pylon is actually make the world better now so that the future won't be shit. So they all start like, you know, recycling and doing all this like stuff for the environment. But then one of the boys is like, hang on a second, this is really gay. Let's just go back on the big gay pylon. (laughs) That's less gay than what we're doing now. Because it started to work and they were like, nah. <laughs> nah. Well, I think what's good for one set of people might be horrific for someone else. So, yeah. how do you make the world a better place? And that's the thing if time travel was possible, then you'd think that we would have time migrants. Ooh. Yeah, part of the reason, and you were saying before Yaz came on and we started recording, Leslie, about time slips, and obviously we'll look at like the different ones as we Yeah, that intrigued me. But yeah, I agree with you. like that your sort of traditional idea of time travel like you get in a time machine and can go back or forward yeah i would assume that 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 never i, I don't think that we'll ever have time machines because no. it we have no time oh. magnet or i mean again i've looked at a couple of examples of people saying we have but to my knowledge we have no time migrants mm-hmm. yeah. well so the reason that, one of the reasons i picked this story as well was because of like these time slips or like sort of like almost a a bit in time that has got stuck so what weirdly one of these I was seeing all these stories come up um and there was one that basically there was this guy and he arrived in an airport and he's going through security and security basically stop him and they're like well this is a fake passport he's like no it's not it's real and they detain him and they're looking at his information it's obviously him and the passport but his date of birth is something like like a thousand years ago or something, or thousand years, like a long, long time ago, a good few hundred years ago. And the, the place, the registration place of his passport is some country that no one's heard of and doesn't exist. 
we like, talked about this Jasmine in a different so podcast we, we we talked about him well Mark brought it up no, um, really. what oh, was it it, it was one in the urban I think it was it was something about dimensions we thought it came from another dimension not from time alternate dimension oh no the story is it was from a different time because when when they asked oh, where oh. is this place on the map he pointed to the place on the map and it's somewhere sort of in eastern Europe but it just didn't exist anymore and it kind of reminded me of um was it the film where the dude gets stuck in the, the airport because his country doesn't exist anymore yeah um, it's it kind of like that it's, Tom it's Hanks film. yeah so it was a bit like that it's like he's arrived and he's showing them the country on the map but it doesn't exist anymore and it basically seemed like he was from 100 years in the past right so what happened to him so he's basically slipped through some sort of weird time warp and even he's chosen well, I've got hotel reservations like this is where I'm staying and they're like that hotel like burned down like 50 years ago that doesn't even exist Shit. well that is different yeah but he was <laughs> confused because he was like what the fuck is going on like this is my passport this is my ticket this is my hotel reservation like this is the country that I'm from and they're like yeah none of that exists like you should be dead by now if this birthday on your passport was real you would probably be dead by now and that hotel doesn't exist it literally burned down 50 years ago and like he was like yeah. his family, maybe he just suddenly disappeared and they were like, where the hell did, you know, Uncle Dave go? And, oh, well, he must have just fucking left us. Maybe he went out for, a pa- you know, the classic pack of smokes. I'm going out for some smokes and then never came back. And they thought he just left them because he hated them or something. But he actually just slipped through time. Well, because well, he had a ticket and everything. So the, his family was going, he was going away traveling. Yeah. Never, but, never, he never got there. And, yeah. Yeah. So, so you'd be wondering where he was. Maybe that's like seeing how a lot of people just go missing, just vanish. Yep. That could be possibly time slips. People who've slipped through time and haven't managed to make their way back, or maybe they yeah, didn't want the to. Type things. The black hole is yeah, either it's a different time or a different dimension or a different mm. something. But you're slipping through it and you don't even realise that. So even yeah. you as a person, you don't even know what's happened to you as well. There's the like, famous one, although I don't have any notes on it, so I can't even remember what state it was in. But I'm sure you both have heard of it before that like this makes me think of that it was the guys and they were driving through, I want to say, somewhere in Texas. And I think there were two businessmen and they drove past a like sort of classic like 1930s car. Mm. Yeah, and- yeah, fair uh-huh. Yeah, so they were looking at it going like that's in such good nick uh, it's such a nice car and as they drew up alongside it there was a woman driving it dressed in like sort of 19 clothing and her child was in the passenger seat also dressed in like 1930s clothing and she looked absolutely terrified and confused but like mm-hmm. they couldn't work out why she looked so scared so they like flashed for her to pull over and then she pulled over and they pulled over and then a car behind them, who was people they didn't know, then pulled up to make sure everything was okay. And as they were all pulling in, it was just like the car wasn't there anymore. And then, oh. But then they got out and spoke to the people in the other car. And apparently they agreed as well that, yeah, it looked like it was like a car from the 30s. And the woman looked like she was from the 30s. And she looked absolutely terrified of them. And then they were like, yeah, and then the car just wasn't there anymore. So, like, yeah. Yeah, that again sounds... Like it could be a real thing, and like a pocket of time, and then slipped back again. Although what happened with the guy in the airport? Because obviously, yeah, if she slipped through or forward in time, she then slipped back, presumably to whatever she was before. But mm. 
Well, the guy I don't know, like, like the stories that I read, that kind of just finished like that, that he didn't seem, none of his stuff existed, but I don't really, I don't actually read much more than that, like, see what happened later. Mm. See, I, I came talking about time slips, right? I came across something that I've, I've never heard this before and I find it really fascinating. Kind of makes me want to go to Liverpool now. <laughs> so there's stories about a certain place in Liverpool, Old Street, and mm. a lot of people have experienced time slips there. So in 2011, the Liverpool Echo started collecting some of the stories people had been telling about the bizarre phenomena happening on Old Street. And if the stories are to believe, then time there seems to be really thin. According to one witness, a woman had gone into a mother care store and tried to buy a gift for her sister, but the workers refused her credit card and the would-be customer went home and complained to her own mother. But it turns out the store had been there, but it was years ago because her mum recalled when it was there. So when they returned back, it was actually a bank there instead and the mother care store wasn't there. So uh, that would be why she refused the credit card, because they were like, what the fuck's a credit card? Yeah. <laughs> How old Like, could it what? be one of those things where someone has dementia and she remembers their no. mother there, there and she went in? No, I don't think so. She must have been a young woman if she was going into mother care for her sister. By a pre- yeah. I don't know. And there's another one that's from 1957, uh, the story of Jeff Kingsley. So he was driving through the Queensway Tunnel when he saw something coming up behind him. And when it sped past, he saw a gold triangular car that not only left skid marks, but moved Kingsley's car and seemed to vanish into a door in the tunnel's wall. And around a dozen other people have seen the same thing. So what the hell is that? Is alien. that like a future car or? Alien. I drive with an alien. See, I more believe in aliens than time travel. And they all occur in Liverpool. So there's a former police officer who swore he suddenly found himself in the 1960s and he knew exactly what stores had been where. There was another story about a shoplifter who not only saw something off, but claimed he'd been in the past long enough to find a kiosk and check a newspaper for the date, which was May 18th, 1967. The security guard chasing him confirmed that he had disappeared down a dead-end alley. That's like something out of Goodnight Sweetheart. And his testimony about the shops he'd walked past was accurate. Why do so many people find themselves in the 1960s Liverpool? These questions need answering. Let's go. It be like a slit there, and they keep going into that same point in time, and then coming back. Yeah, in. like in cool. in the the program, um, the sitcom Goodnight Sweetheart, which was aired in the UK in the nineties. It was oh. uh, Nicholas Lindhurst, and he played a guy who walked down an alleyway, much like that shoplifter, um, and he found himself back in wartime London, like nineteen forties times. And then he just sort of like took the piss and claimed that he'd written all the Beatles songs and he was a songwriter and stuff like that to impress them. But he could go back. He could go back to the 90s and yeah. he went back and forth. And what pissed me off about it is that he actually married the woman um, who worked in the pub and then had a wane with her, like a baby. And I was like, you can't fuck about with that kind of stuff. Because when you go back to the 90s and he's got a wife there, so he's cheating on his wife with women in the past. Yeah. He's got like an 80 year old son or something. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought was the weird bit about it as well. Yeah. And also, that I think considering that people were so much more interested in like everyone else being supposedly moral <laughs> back mm. in the 90s, like it's hundreds of years ago, but it was. I think it's weird that they had a sitcom where, yeah, part of it was like 
oh, he's a really good husband to both his wives. Such a weird concept, though, that if you go back in time and have a baby when you go back to your own time, your yeah, kid yeah. will be older than you. That's messed yeah. up. It's totally messed up. I think he, I think there was one episode where he went to try and like see him, and mm. then I don't know what happened. And also, there's this sort of like the Star Trek thing. If anyone's seen any modern Star Trek films, where Spock meets old, like young Spock oh, oh, meets yeah. old Spock. Clearly remember that. Yeah, and it was if like he said, "Oh no, it's fine. I know people think that if you meet yourself, you might explode or something, or it'll be mm-hmm. bad, but." Nah, don't worry about it. I mean, imagine meeting your own self. That would be really bizarre. The I remember the Night nice Sweetheart ended with him going to bed with the sun, and it was the last episode, and then both of them just started melting and screaming. And then the people... <laughs> <laughs> Every episode. Everything was back the way it should be. <laughs> but with that guy, though, when he goes back in time, he has this new family, he could technically find himself at that point as well, and he would be a child, right? Yeah. Look at the same yeah. Thing. Oh yeah, if he's that he could go, go back in time and, and see find him. Yeah. Oh, or is it just? Could I, he? I, no, you're right. Yes, I don't think it was just Gary. That was his character's name that could go down the alleyway. He just found it. I think other people could go through it, but he didn't so tell anyone. He didn't want anyone else going. But he could go down that alley. alley and take was there an episode where his present wife went back in time at some point? Which then would be confusing because you'd be like, oh, by the way, I'm shagging this other woman behind your back. She's <laughs> dead. <laughs> so you could go back in time and say, what the fuck are you doing banging my husband? And by the way, he's not a writer. Those songs, he's plagiarised them all. The Beatles, he's a lying fuck. They think she was some sort of witch. Yeah. Yeah, fair, actually, if you travel back to, if they both travel back to the 40s then, really, if she came and said anything, you'd just be like, well, she's obviously talking shit because she's a woman and that would be the end of that. Yeah. That's yeah. The woman says it's the witch. The guy says it's fine. Well, that's what happens in Outlander. There's a woman who goes back in time through the stones to try and help Bonnie Prince Charlie win the war, uh, the Jacobite Wars, because she's like, yes, independence and all that, wants like Scotland to succeed. So she thinks by going back in time she can do that, but she ends up just being burnt as a witch. <laughs> 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 oh and Claire, who accidentally goes through the stones and ends up, you know, the same place. See, the woman who went back in time, she was from the 1960s, but Claire was from the 1940s. So she met this woman called Galen and or Galis or whatever, and she kind of recognised that she was from the future as well, but she was from her future, which is also weird because like she came from the forties and then she came from the sixties. So it's like, but they're in the same eighteenth century timeline. But Claire tried to stop Bonnie Prince Charlie winning. Um, no, I think she tried to do the same thing. She tried to stop him losing or having all the Highlanders like, you know, get massacred by the, the government. But mm-hmm. it turns out you, you can't change the past no matter what you do. And that's one of the rules of time travel is that even if you try and go back in time and kill Hitler or whatever, no matter how hard you try, something will put itself in its way to stop you doing it because it's fixed. Mm. Or whatever fate was going to happen would still happen. Yeah. 
in some way it'll still happen anyway so if you kill hitler a different guy who's like hitler will just appear yeah do the same thing yeah Yeah. Uh, that's depressing I know. Yeah, it's really depressing there. Sorry. Um, yeah, so even if we kill Trump and then Boris, another Trump and Boris type person will just spring up like a Hydra, a head of a Hydra. That's only if you did it in a time travel thing. We just kill them in. I'm just going to shut Time travel murderer. <laughs> just for shits and giggles. Um, <laughs> I've got another time slip one that I, okay. I found that I thought was quite interesting. Have you girls, are you, have you girls, have you girls out of this? Girls? Are you can't travel back to the 1940s? <laughs> <laughs> you want to go with me and do your girls? <laughs> have you heard of the Hamburg shipyard bombing slip? Too many words. No. So in 1932, two news reporters, J.B. Hutton and J.K. Brandet, Brandet, sorry, that was just random mutterings of madness. J.B. Right, Hutton right. and J.K. Brandet uh, were visiting Hamburg and they visited the Hamburg shipyards. And uh, as they were leaving the shipyard, they said that they found that the sky was full of warplanes, um, that bombs began exploding all around them, and that a warehouse collapsed. Oh. Uh, they ran to assess the people that were in the warehouse, but they were told by the security guard that they should flee. They got in their car, and as they drove off, again, this sounds kind of like the women in the car, but, like, from the perspective of the person in the car. So they said as they drove off, everything around them just kind of slipped from looking like what it was looking like and then going back to normal. So all the planes disappeared, the streets became busy, the fires disappeared, there was no more images of destruction. They informed other people what had happened, but obviously, well, whether people believed them or not, that was just it. So they just went on with their lives. But then... 11 years later, in 1943, the exact scene that the men described actually took place. So that was where, during the war, the Hamburg shipyard bombings took place. And basically exactly the kind of destruction that they described and exactly the buildings they said were hit with people in them. And the ones he said that were like on fire and the ones he said collapsed, it all matched up with exactly how they described it. So almost like they just, again, slipped into the future for like Mm. 10 minutes and then slipped back out again. Is that? Do you think it's just something beyond someone's control or is there somewhere in people's minds that make that somehow force them into a time slip to get away from danger or or something or, really horrific happens? Yeah. Like almost like you, know, you get earthquakes, you might get yeah. something similar bit in time where it's like a, like a time shake. A time shake. I time like that. Shake. I like that too. And I think that makes more sense than because they weren't really, they couldn't have been escaping a danger because they were like cast into danger. So, uh, oh, like uh, that, but, just like time wibbles a bit. <laughs> but then that's fucked up if you're timed into danger and then you go back and you think, well, should I say something? That's like if we were like slipped into like 9 11 or something and you go back we're like, morning. okay. And then you go back and you're like, start telling people, or oh, someone's going to hit the tower, someone's going to hit. Nobody would believe you. So, what would you do with that? Like you think, well, obviously I was sent there for a reason, but then that's kind yeah, of shit. Like the thing with those guys, what was interesting is they didn't say, they didn't think, oh, we were thrown into the future and this terrible stuff was happening. They were just like, what happened? Like that was really weird. Just things would explode on fire, and then it wasn't again, and we don't know why. And then it just happened that eleven years later, 
exactly what they described happened. Oh, it's but it like, like a, a really extreme deja vu, isn't it? Yeah. I've yeah. got a similar story of that kind of era, which is about an Air Force commander called Robert Victor Goddard. So it's, it's kind of an urban legend, so I don't know whether it is real or not. But the story is that while flying over the abandoned RAF station Drem in Scotland in 1935, Goddard claims he experienced a time slip. He said the airfield had been decommissioned after World War One, and it's exactly what Goddard saw on his first pass over it. So when he first passed over it, he just saw the normal decommissioned airfield. But on his return trip, he got waylaid in a storm and struggled to regain control. So when he did regain control, the storm abated and Goddard was amazed to find the airfield apparently in use with aircraft and engineers milling around. And then seconds later, the storm reappeared and Goddard once again fought to keep control. Um, he made it home safely, but he later, later wrote about his experiences in the 1970s book, Flight Towards Reality. But the strange thing is that the Drem airfield was indeed recommissioned in 1939. This is the future before he yeah. saw all that in preparation for the Second World War. So that's similar to your story, Mark. Yeah, like... Uh, like he yeah. saw the future. But he didn't know he saw the future until... no. Until it came to pass. And it sort of connected, like Yasmin said, to sort of like natural phenomenon, like a storm, like you said, an earthquake, but that was a storm that flipped him. Maybe it's an electrical thing. I suppose that's the thing. Like if you time slip backwards, right, it's going to, so like the women going to mother care, right, you're going to realise mm-hmm. you're backwards because you'd be like, why isn't there mother care there anymore? People would be like, well, there used to be a mother care there 20 years ago. But if you time slip yeah. forwards, like, if I was like, have you ever heard of Gloomy Burger? They've opened one <laughs> and then I went to show you and it was gone and I was like, that's weird. I went there the other day and then yeah. 20 down the line, they opened the Gloomy Burger on the high street. I'd be like, oh, okay. So, but yeah, you wouldn't know until, you wouldn't know until, until you were it came to pass. travelled forward. So it's weird. Like maybe loads of people when they have really strange experiences, as a like forward time slip and you just don't realize like you said the the triangular car thing or like even yeah saying that you believe in ufos but maybe loads of ufo spottings are just people having a time slip and seeing future human aircraft and we just yeah because we just don't know what they are yeah hmm. could be of quick yeah i think if it happens to you, you might just think oh it's just some weird thing and then forget about it and then i don't think it it's something you wouldn't forget, but you would but then, just be like... The guys with the bombings, they did say that they pretty much like didn't forget about it, but yeah, they just kind of moved on because they were yeah, like, like, all right, uh-huh. there's no explanation for that. It's just a weird, inexplicable event. We both know they, what happened to us, but we can't prove they it. They imagined it. Like, yeah, they could have just thought they imagined it and then went, oh, I've just gotten at it. Because he was so stressed he could have imagined something. Or people might think, oh, maybe it was a dream. And then... They'd forget about it till ten years later. Yeah, and they they see it happen and they're like, Oh wait, that's what we saw, like what the shit. Yeah. <laughs> you won't get any other stories. I've got other like time travel stories. I've not got any other time slip ones though. Um, I've got one just before you move on to that, sorry. I've just there's a famous one which I remember reading about years ago of two like in the ni- early 1900s like 1902 there was two women that visited english ladies at versailles they visited oh versailles you know in france yeah. do you know this one yes 
Basically, you've stolen and, both my stories. Oh, no, right. Well, yeah, I'll let you tell <laughs> it. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't have oh, any no, you, you tell us. No, I'm just saying it off the top of my head anyway. Oh, actually, these two women that went to, they went to like the Palais de Versailles, and yeah. they, were, they were basically in, like they were like chilling there on holiday or whatever, and there was a room that they kept going in that every time they went into that room, it was as if, that room was in the past so everyone that was in it was like dressed in old-fashioned dresses and sort of playing with really old like the kids they were playing with really old-fashioned toys but if they left that room everything else was still in present day yeah and um, they claimed that they saw Marie Antoinette herself like sketching in a book in the gardens oh that's a different story to me because I don't uh, know that but it wasn't yeah, yeah. So they went to her, like, Marie, An- Marie Antoinette had, like, a house built for her. It was, like, a mini palace called the Petit Trianon. And they mm. said they were wandering there. And it was, it wasn't, like, it was just, like, 10 seconds at a time or little little periods of time where they looked around and everything was seen to, they seen buildings that clearly weren't there before that belonged to that era. And then they would see, like, women wandering around in 18th century costume. And they claimed they saw Marie Antoinette at her little palace sketching. And people thought it was a hoax, but they sort of, um, I think they wrote a novel about it or they wrote a book about it later, which I'd quite like to check out. Because like, yeah. you know, there's loads of things you can go visit, like Stirling Castle or whatever, and there's people dressed up um, in sort mm-hmm. of clothing. So yeah, when I was reading it, I was thinking, what if it is just a hoax? What if people are just dressed up? Um, or, or someone's fantasy? Yeah, uh-huh. but then if it's 10 seconds at a time, then that'd be quite hard for it to appear and then disappear. I don't know how you'd do that. But again, it falls into the whole time slip thing that there's something about that room, that building, that has just stopped and got stuck in time. Yeah, like there's sort of a, a theory about stone tapes. Like that like buildings and stones, yeah, buildings and stones can record periods of time. And, yeah. And certain people can tune into it. But, but then that's not really a time slip, is it? Or is that yeah. someone picking it up psychically? That's why, like, like a recording. Actually, yeah, that's why actually. So I had that story that I'd read, and I thought, oh, I'm gonna not bring it up because it seems seems to be going into like, is it time travel or is it like sort of ghosts or energy or something? Because I couldn't quite that's get my head around what it was supposed to be. Because they, the, mm-hmm. like, the person seeing it hasn't went anywhere, travelled. They're just seeing something that happened there a long time ago. Yeah, it's not like Marie Antoinette's sketch yeah. and suddenly she sees these two women from 1900s and goes, what the fuck are you? It's not like yeah. Mark's yeah. story about the people passing each other in the car and looking absolutely terrified, like, who the, what is this? Yes, they've time-travelled. <laughs> this seems like the people walking into the room are seeing something from the past, but the people from the past are still getting on with whatever it is they were doing. So it, I don't know, it's almost like you've got a window into the past. But Like, I went to, when I was 16... 17 I went with I went with my pal Debbie to Kelly Cranky um or Tumble Valley camping or in a caravan mm-hmm. and we went to the Kelly Cranky where there was a famous Jacobite battle there and there's a rock that's famous it's called Soldier's Leap and um, we're supposedly like a an English soldier on the run from the Jacobites after the battle ran across this rock and leaped an impossible leap over the river on the other side and it looks ridiculous but apparently made it and I had when I was there I felt like I could see blood on the rocks and like it's like I was picking up something but then maybe that's just my imagination running wild 
Like, I thought I could see dead soldiers and stuff. Really? Yeah. Like, blurry images? Not physically, but, like, not blurry, but just, like, a sort of, as if I'd picked up something that was, you know, like, like I'm saying, like, the recording. I'm not saying it was ghosts or anything, but I picked up the atmosphere in my mind and I could see it in my mind's eye. Energy is still there. Yeah. I felt that. And when I went to the Tower of London, there was certain prisoner prison places where in the towers that I, I felt like quite sick. I've been to a lot of places where when you enter the room, you feel like there's something, something yeah. bad. Yeah, it's like you pick up all the despair and the hopelessness of people that were in there. I've, yeah, I've actually experienced that a lot. When you even wow. history of that and you walk in and you're like, something terrible happened in here. It's got this really bad energy that just stayed there yeah so that energy like sort of getting stuck in time or traveling through time or like that it, it's really confusing but I've had it several times when it's completely inexplicable and then later on I found out something did happen there oh, oh examples yes yeah, so where did you go um so you know in Egypt when the revolution was on yeah and it was so much more horrific than anything you saw in the news like the, the army were literally gunning people down in yeah, the street anyone that was like it, it was like an actual war zone being there but I remember going to a lot of mosques were getting shut down anyone that was like being ever so slightly religious or anyone that was being against the government was pretty much disappearing um mm-hmm. or getting shot if you went out to protest you were getting shot by the army because they were terming you a terrorist and we went to visit this mosque in Alexandria and I generally wanted to go because it, it was a really beautiful mosque but it was one of the ones that had been shut down so we just mm-hmm. wanted round it we didn't go inside but there was this bit that was almost like a bit of a courtyard that was under a stairwell and we only went round that bit just because it was in the shade and it was such a hot day so I just wanted to be in the shade but the second I went into that bit it it just felt like wrong like horrifically wrong and it's not like my mind was even on that in any way yeah just taking pictures of a pretty building and the second you went in, it's like, what the hell happened here? There's something wrong with this area. Like, like we just ran away because it just felt really weird. Mm. And later on, I was asking my uncle, and he was like, yeah, a lot of people were, um, like, they executed them there. Like, they basically lined people up. Oh, and shot. man. And you can, and also, I had no idea that's happened there. Like, I did not know that. Yeah. But and I believe that that, horrible. not just, like, now. Yeah, it's horrible. But, like, I just feel like, because that happened there, even like 100 years in the future, people still probably pick up that feeling there because of the shit yeah. happened. Yeah. Mark, have you had any experiences like that? Not where I've then found out what's gone on there, but yeah, there's definitely been like loads of experiences in my life where exactly as you're saying, you go in somewhere and you can just tell that something negative's happened there, but mm. any follow-up on any of it, I've never then found out what the negative thing is, but yeah, I think you can definitely like places can like hold emotions i think premonitions are sort of a type of time travel because it, it's something that you feel is going to happen in the future mm-hmm. and then you catch up to it and it happens because that happened to me when i was younger when i went down to visit my family in leeds and um, we went a wee tour about we went to wales on holiday and we decided to drive to a mine like an old mine because, you know, there's loads of Welsh miners in the past or whatever, and oh. Thatcher basically fucked them all. <laughs> Not literally, though. <laughs> but, yeah, I was um, as we were driving back from this mine, I had a horrible feeling of dread as we were driving up the motorway. I just felt a sickening feeling of dread, and I just it wouldn't go away. 
And then later on, the the car got hit. We got sideswiped by a big sort of truck thing with bull bars. Because remember when they were a thing? Fucking hell. Um, when people put bull bars in front of their car. And it smashed into the side of our car. My dad, thank fuck, just managed to like control it and um, steer it to a safe place on the road. And I smacked my head off the, the side of the car, but that was about it. And I thought, and then the dread went away. And I was like, that's what it was. That's why I was feeling sick. That's so weird. And you were like picking that up. Yeah. I've had like the, not the opposite, but like in a more positive way. I'm sure I've said this to like maybe both of you before, but definitely you years ago, Leslie, that I think Mm -hmm. pregnancy psychic. So like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how many times in my life that I've dreamt that someone is pregnant and then, and they obviously, to be fair, I'm saying pregnancy psychic. Please not like, don't dream oh, about me. <laughs> I've had so many dreams where I've dreamt someone's pregnant and then like three or four weeks later, they've told me they're pregnant, which I get means that they're actually three months pregnant. So really, it's like, a, I don't yeah. know if I've seen it in the future or if I'm just, like if my body just has a weird sixth sense for knowing that someone's pregnant. Like so many people, the first person I ever had it with was Teresa, which I think I told yeah. That's when I remember you telling me. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so and then I've had it since, but exactly that's it. So it was like about three or four weeks before she told my mum and dad she was pregnant. I had a dream she was pregnant. And then three or four weeks later, she was like, I'm pregnant. And I was like, that's so weird. And I, honestly, I don't know how many times I've had it since. Like probably a good like 10 times. Like um, I had it with Mandy. I had it with Yvonne, Belle's wife. I've had it with loads of oh, girls I used to work with. Like, just randomly, I had a dream that... I, I can't really remember the rest of the dream, but in the dream, it was just normal dream madness. And then she walked up, just this random girl I worked with, and was like, I'm pregnant, by the way. And I was like, oh, that's lovely. And then, like, three weeks later, she told everyone in work that she was pregnant. And I was like, that is so weird. Over weird. You have weird psychic powers. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't know if that's... I get what you mean, though. Like, I don't know if that's, like, memory tri- time traveling, like... Wait. Your future brain is sending a message back to your past brain to be like, by the way, this person's going to tell you this lovely news, or by the way, something shit's going to happen to you today. Like, is anything useful ever came out of it? Like, any useful kind of premonition? No, I mean, it's literally just with pregnancy. That's what's weird about it. What would we ever get? It's always the rubbish power. It's just a human pregnancy test. Don't go near them. actually fucking terrifying me now because really please don't dream about me being pregnant because that would be my worst nightmare but again it doesn't work about time wise so if i was dreaming about you being pregnant you would already be pregnant so you'd know you were pregnant you just wouldn't um, yeah. i might not <laughs> <laughs> your, your dream was three months in the future when they were um announcing the pregnancy so it's still kind of the future yeah no it's still the future but useless power yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean we're, we're trying to get in the head of sort of biff tannen here aren't we asman how can he exploit this superpower i don't see how he could my pregnancy psychic mutation thing i've got yeah. a really daft story of um, some stupid ones about time travel which are so fucking ridiculous right, so there's one about a guy called billy Edward Albert Meyer and the Plejarans or Plejarans 
So he was born in Switzerland and he claimed that he was abducted by a race of aliens called the Plejaren, who decided to take him on a journey through time. So back in the 1970s, he claimed that these friendly time-travelling aliens took him to prehistoric Earth, where he witnessed dinosaurs firsthand. I mean, how are you supposed to prove that? Unless you've got a photograph of them, then you're talking shite. As well as the ancient surface of Mars. He said while he was on Mars, he was also introduced to, I have no idea how you pronounce this, but I'm presuming it's Jumanuel. And apparently he was the actual Jesus. But Meyer was just relying on his fantastical tale to be believed. He even claimed he had photographic evidence. He claimed he had photographic evidence. So where is it? Present it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that just sounds like he was drugged up. Yeah. Oh, apparently he did have his time traveling snaps. He did show them, but it turned out to be creatively decorated garbage lid with bloody images taken from contemporary books and TV shows. Oh, (laughs) what? Actual twat. Have you guys heard of um, is it Hokan Nordvist? No. So there's this guy on YouTube and I was watching his stuff about time travel. So he's called Danny Burke. And one of the people he was talking about was this Hokan Nordvist who's got his own YouTube channel. So I went with you talking about like actual evidence because the whole thing was apparently he had evidence of his time travel. Also, I really like his story because it's insane. So I went on and watched his YouTube videos. Now, I'm a bit suspect because he's only got two YouTube videos on his <laughs> channel. One of them's called I Have Met My Future Self, and it's exactly 16 seconds long. And I feel like if you travel in the future, you would probably film more than 16 seconds worth. Yeah. And the other yeah. one is yeah. Traveller, and it's like a three-minute interview with himself, but it's not set in the future, so I don't really think you can use that as evidence. But his story is that he said... He was trying to fix his sink. So he came home one day and there was like water on the floor and he went under the sink and to see what was wrong and was like, oh, I need to fix this. But his sink looked like it went, or the the cupboard under his sink looked like it went back further than it normally did. So he started crawling, he says. And as he crawled, he just went and went and went. So it kept getting further and further away. (laughs) And then eventually, instead of getting to the back of his sink, he came back out the front of his sink again. What? But when he came back out the front, yeah, everything in his kitchen was different. And he looked at a newspaper and it said it was 2042. He claims that when he came out the other side, he was in his own home, but in the future. And his older self was there and his older recognised him because, well, it was him. So then we got talking and then he apparently took this, just a 16, and I'm again like, why would you only take a 16 second video? He took a 16 second video of himself meeting himself. Right. And, and then his older self told him that to get back, he just had to crawl through the sinkhole again. So he went back under the sink and did the same thing, kept crawling, it kept getting further and further away. And eventually when he caught up with it, he just came back out the sink and was back in his own house. And I, mean, I think that's it was- not, it's not the most exciting of time travel stories, really. Yeah. No. I feel like that's it's a weird one and it's blandness. Yeah. And I watched the video and I was like, well, yeah, the guy that he's with does look quite like it could be an older version of him. But yeah, just, I'm like, why would that be? If it's real, why would that happen? And if it's fake, why would you make it up? It's just weird. <laughs> Like, yeah, like a set up, like a stunt for attention. And he's just sitting with his dad and they've just changed how the kitchen looks to make it look a bit more modern. I mean, that's pretty, 
boring now. It's like, it's like, <laughs> they were bored during coronavirus and the TikTok. Yeah. That's it's not boring, but I really like the idea that you can time travel by crawling under your sink. Yeah, that, <laughs> like, that's quite funny. Imagine that is the key to time travel. It's just like a really shit Narnia. A really shitty Narnia. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I always like the idea of like you know like going through a wardrobe full of fur coats and then coming out at a like winter wonderland and meeting a fawn and a witch it's great I would prefer but again I would prefer to be Edmund and hang around with the snow queen and get all that delicious Turkish delight mm. that's obvious baddies always have more fun what? <laughs> I think the baddies always have more fun. Yeah, I've always preferred the bad guys, you know, over the good guys. Good guys are boring, like, hang out with the baddies. They've got more charisma. It's funny, I went back at just, um, a few days ago, I watched Her- Hercules, the Disney film. Yes. Ever thought about that? I did not enjoy that film. Yeah, it, a lot of corny jokes. It hasn't really aged well, but I mean, I liked the muses, and then I just really enjoyed James Wood's performance as Hades, <laughs> but at the same time, it is a lot of shite. I am a massive fan. Yeah, well, because he made out Hercules was actually the son of Zeus and Hera, and Hera was happy about it and everything. And the only reason why he became mortal was because Hades wanted to get rid of him, hmm. which is built because Hades was actually well, a cool guy. Thanks for children, though. Yeah, I don't know. I know. Crystal. I mean, if if Disney were going to go down the realistic route, they would have the Little Mermaid just die at the end, like she's supposed to kill the prince. She's supposed to stab him, and then because she didn't, she just died and turned into foam. I mean, that's not really a great ending, is it, for Disney? <laughs> but I get it. Cursed forever. Oh, dear. But, I've, got, dear. I've got some um, ancient time-travelling myths, which you might be interested in. I don't know if you've heard of this, Jasmine. I don't hmm. know, because it's an Islamic thing, but I'm not presuming you know everything, like all the Islamic... <laughs> But it's just because you're Muslim, but fuck it. It's called, it's called the Cave of Al Kaf. So it's recorded. Oh. Do you know it? This is a real story. Well, if you believe in sort of Bible stories, it's a real story. But yeah, it's in the Quran. It's in the Quran. Yeah, so it, it says in around 250 CE, there ruled a Roman king called Dicano who held pagan worships every year. One young man who believed in the oneness of Allah criticised the king's pagan worship as inappropriate. He rebelled against the widespread practices that took place together with some youths who also felt the same way. In order to flee from persecution, they went into hiding and eventually came to rest in a cave where Allah caused them to sleep for 300 years. When they woke up after centuries of sleeping, their time-travelling story came to the surface, which brought the then-king to seek their blessings. It was popular in Europe and the Middle East during medieval times, and the story was translated into Latin and made its way into lots of Christian works at that time. Um, But the popularity of the story decreased after the Renaissance. And then that sort of brings us into a Christian story, which is similar to that, which is a Christian interpretation. Again, it's seven young men, who were accused of following Christianity and suffered persecution by the Roman Emperor Decius. Um, they were given time to give up their faith, but they chose instead to hide away in a mountain cave to pray. Whilst there, they fell asleep for centuries. They finally awoke during the reign of the Eastern Roman Emperor Theodosius II, and the emperor was moved by their story, and consequently, I don't know how this is relevant, all bishops previously charged with believing in resurrection were pardoned. 
was that a bad thing or something to believe in the resurrection back then or something like that and because he came back from time he was like because all these stories are like they're pre-islam they're pre-christianity so are like, they i generally yeah well because if you think Why is it the quran, then? well because the quran doesn't just it's not just about muhammad's time it's about like because oh. the, like, the Quran is basically it's the because we believe in, like the Torah and the Bible and then yeah. the, basically the last chapter. So the majority of the stories in the Quran were before Islam, if that makes sense, because oh. that was like teachings that the Prophet was bringing. So a lot right. of the teachings where you know this happens in Jesus' time, this happened to this person. So a lot of the Quran is actually what you would call Bible stories. Mm. Um, like I think Mary has her own chapter in the Quran and there's oh, right. about Mary in there. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of stories that are pre-Christianity as well. It's all basically stories of people that suffered or sacrificed things because they believed in God. Because through I'm intrigued uh, about this cave, yeah. Yasmin. I want to find this cave because apparently it's a magic cave that allows you to sleep for centuries and wake up in the future. <laughs> I don't like the <laughs> magic cave. Oh, it was basically these three guys that at the time, because yeah. I suppose even before organised religion came around, people still had a belief in something hmm. whether you want to call it god or whatever yeah. you want to call it, they had this belief that why are you worshiping a bunch of statues what are they going to do for you and they had yeah. a belief that there is some great power but then all through history everyone that believes in god is always persecuted so these three guys basically went do you know what we're going to reject this society because it's shit and we're going to go up to this cave and sit there and see what happens and basically it was for us we're seeing it's like a blessing from god that he basically put them to sleep until they could kind of wake up and come into a better time. And that's a better sort of time when their religion was accepted. Yeah. What? I said it's like he cryogenically froze them. Yeah. It's like saying, all right, you're in shit times right now, so I'll just freeze you and then you can come out and everyone believes in the religion, so you're not going to be persecuted anymore. Or it's more Brilliant. acceptable for you to believe yeah. in God. What it's been kind of compared to, like people like scientists that looked at it today, it's as if they were basically in a 300 year old 300 year coma because they were asleep like they were still turning ah. time as well they weren't just lying they're frozen so like, you know how in hospitals if someone's in bed for a long time you have to keep turning them so they don't yeah. get bed sores. so these guys still turned like every night they would oh. like turn as well so there's a lot of stuff like that, that yeah but they would still to... age though wouldn't they ask because when you're in a coma you don't just not age so if you're in a coma for 20 years you'll wake up 20 years older if you believe it's a miracle from God, he can't ah, right. so, yeah. so um, I think that's what people put on it to make it so that your brain can understand it, is that right. imagine it was like you're in a coma, so they didn't die, but, and also like God was keeping them alive and making sure they had, they're not eating or drinking or anything, they're asleep, so um, yeah, it's seen as being like one of the miracles. Interesting. Yeah, it's a really interesting story. There's other ones um, where there's, I, I quite like this one, um, and it's about Nima and Austin. It's our Irish legends. So Nima, forgive me if I'm saying that wrong, Irish people, I'm really sorry, was one of the queens of Tirnanog, which is translates as of land of the young. And she first saw Austin, the leader of the Fianna, one of the warrior bands. She thought he was the most handsome man she'd ever seen, so she really fancied this guy. So she decided to ride across the sea and take him back as her lover. After living an idyllic life for three years with Nima, Oisin became homesick and he wanted to return back home for a brief visit. So she said to him, right, well, time's different here and that everyone you know will be long gone. 
But he's like, no, I still want to go. So she was like, all right, then off you go then. Here's a white horse. Here's a white horse. um, But whatever you do, do not touch the ground there. But he saw... Yeah, well, she she just stayed where she was and she just said, right, you you can come back, but don't touch the ground. Just stay on the horse, please. Um, So we went there and he was like, oh, God, it's so different because it would have been like 300 years since he'd left. And then on his way back, he offered to help a group of men lift a large stone to make a road. But in doing so, he fell to the ground and instantly turned into an old man. And apparently also had an interesting encounter with Patrick, who asked him to be baptised to avoid falling into hell. But he was like, nah, fuck that. I'm going to stay with my girlfriend in the land of the young. Bye. <laughs> but I quite like that. Like a pagan, like folklore character meeting a Christian folklore character, like who's writing the drums. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Story, That's there's, very- there's another one in Hinduism, which um, it's one of the, it's apparently it was one of the very first time travels travel stories recorded in history. And it's in the Hindu epic, the Mahabharata, and it was thought to have been written as early as 400 BC. And it follows the story of King, King Kakudmi and his search for a perfect partner for his daughter, Ravati. So she was his only daughter and he believed that she was so beautiful and hot and well-educated that no man was good enough to marry her. Yeah. I know, it's a bit creepy. So, a bit of a protective parent there and a bit, you know, a bit too worshipful. Worship. <laughs> he worships his daughter a bit too much, put her on a pedestal. So, for some reason or some way, he managed to take his daughter to Brahma Loka to visit Brahma. So, Brahma Loka is where Brahma, the creator god in Hinduism, lived. How he got there, I don't know, it doesn't say. And he wanted to ask for his, his, his advice about finding a suitable husband for his daughter. Brahma was just chilling, enjoying a musical performance when they arrived, so they had to wait until it ended. To their surprise, Brahma told them that, you know, time runs differently on different planets. So during the time they'd waited for him to finish his like concert, such a long time had faded away that all the men they'd previously considered as possible suitors were now dead. Ah. So he was like... Yeah, sorry about that, that's too bad. But um we should be old now then as well. Yeah. Well no, mate. So he said he recommended um her worthy a worthy husband living on earth for his daughter. But that's it. I don't know how they whether they got back the age or it doesn't say that, but it does say that the similarities that the Hindus share with modern day physicians in viewing time as relative to space. So what Brahma was saying is that in different planets far away, time's different. It's like in that film um, Interstellar, where they go to a moon water planet, but just 30 minutes, I think, like on that planet, it's like 20, 22 years had passed on Earth. Yeah. I think we talked about this before on the podcast, but like physicists, and I totally agree with this 100%, and I think when we talked about it before, you said you did as well. I don't think you were on that one, Yaz, so I should float this by you. That like, days I'm always terrible at explaining this so (laughs) although each day is 24 hours how long 24 hours lasts actually varies from day to day so you know how sometimes when you're like that seemed like a really quick day I feel like I've been up for about like four hours yeah sometimes you're like 
this day just seems to go on and on and on and on and on. Like, I feel like I've been up for about six weeks. Well, it's apart like, from that, because, like, yeah, like, you have, like, time can move differently from day to day. So the 24 hours is just how long it takes for us, or, yeah, for us to rotate around the sun. But actually, again, this sounds really weird, but actually how long that takes can take day to day. Yeah. And I don't know how you prove it, though. Because oh, everything I, that we use to measure time is all I don't know how you do it. It's all theoretical. Like there are, yeah, like theoretical physicists that pretty much say, although they're working with theoretical physics, but yeah. that that is like a scientific fact. But but I don't know how they prove it because physics really confuses me. I feel like whenever I find well, out one about, one like, day physics, it seems true, but I just don't get it. So well, technically in Venus, the time it takes to rotate around the sun, which is like the equivalent of our one day is a year in our time. So a day in Venus takes 365 days. As, and that's classed as one day because it's one rotation around the sun. I suppose that is, what it is if that makes sense. So everything like clocks, the tides, everything on Earth works based on our rotation around the sun. So... 24 hours is how long it takes to rotate around the sun for us, but but 24 hours doesn't actually always necessarily take the same amount of time. We just think it does because we know how many seconds make up 24 hours, but a second doesn't necessarily need to last a second, whether yeah. this or Earth or whatever. <laughs> My brain's scrambled yeah, eggs right now. Time travel movies really confuse the shit out of me. So like even in the Marvel films, like when Doctor Strange can yeah. can he go back in time? No, they they, they go back in time for some reason to stop Thanos or something. I don't they understand it. Get the crystal so they can stop him from like killing the world. Yeah. Anyway, I think that's a good uh, place to before it gets any more confusing. Yeah. Um, well, just one more note that I think is interesting interesting is that everyone see in your head right when I'm speaking there's actually a delay like with the light what you see what your brain sees is like one second behind what's really there so you're sort of uh, how does that work yeah yeah so you're living in the past all the time you're actually living the present I bet that from mindfuck yeah that's a total mindfuck that totally mindfucked me (laughs) I feel like the reason it's mind fucking me is because I'm like, but then You're like, old. Yeah, like everyone then is always I, I yeah. don't know it says I'm trying to form. Well I'll tell you another time travel story that I feel like Okay. Right, so right. Right. Okay, so have you guys heard the one about Andrew? <laughs> that sounds like I'm gonna tell you a joke. I know him. Have you guys heard the one about Andrew, the nun and the priest? Uh, have you guys heard the one about Andrew Wilson? No. Okay, so um Again, I got I researched this a bit more, but I got the initial idea from that Danny Burke guy on YouTube again. Uh, people should watch his videos; they were very interesting. But so he was talking about this guy Andrew Carlson that I found really interesting. So I went and looked into it in a bit more detail. So this guy was arrested in 2003 for playing the stock market suspiciously well. So right. he went from having $800 in the stock market to $350 million in the stock oh. market. And I had so, this on my list. <laughs> it's so interesting, isn't it? So yeah. in the case of a fortnight, 
So the police, like, basically didn't arrest him because he hadn't committed a crime, but they took him in to interview him. <laughs> that is a crime. It's a total like, Beth Tannen move. So, see if you're, like, manipulating the stock market or for insider trading, that is a crime. Like, that was yeah, the next he's one. doing it from the future. Yeah. Yeah, so that's literally my next note. So they took him in, they didn't arrest him, but they took him in to interview him. Yeah. Because he said that he must have access to insider trading because yeah. otherwise there's no way he could have gone from $800 to $350 million yeah. in the space of a fortnight. So basically they couldn't arrest him at that point, but they were building a case to arrest him. So they took him mm-hmm. in and interviewed him and asked him what had happened. And he said that he was actually from the year 2256. Yeah. And that he had technically cheated because he researched the stock performances before he travelled back to our time to play the stock market. Yeah, like the um, Salamac. In order to prove this, he offered, he said to the police, oh no, sorry, that's not true, not in order to prove it. So he said to the police that if they released him without charge, he would let them know the location that Osama bin Laden was hiding. <laughs> and he would also tell them what the cure to AIDS was, but they had to release him. Um, they were like no deal Uh, to prove that he was who he said he was he said to them "Oh, um, the Iraq war will start on the 20th of March 2003 and this is noted in his police statement so the police thought he was mentally imbalanced which is why he was saying these things and they were still trying to build a case to arrest him for insider trading or for some other Mm. fiddle in the stock market but they had to release him while they were gathering further evidence because they didn't have enough evidence to hold him. When they returned to interview him again, he and all the money had vanished. They couldn't find him. Nobody's ever found any trace of him since. This was at the beginning of March 2003. They couldn't find any record of him existing prior to the 1st of December 2002 at all. And they also couldn't find it. Nobody see, like, found any trace of him ever again after the 3rd of April 2003. So, in short, crime, um, the only purpose of time travel is to be a Biff Tannen and go back and and get yourself rich. That's the conclusion about time travel. Actually a legend. He really is. But yeah, so you, you work in the finance, so finance business. Yeah, if someone yeah. if someone did that and like claimed that you were like, right, okay, what are you up to? I've found some dodgy shit going on here, and they actually said to you, well, actually, I'm from 2025. I think they would get locked up for being insane. <laughs> would you do that yourself if you knew you could go back in time and you know the inside? Like, if you're working that, you could go back. Can exploit those fuckers at the top. Do it, but do it slowly so it's not like a mm. massive leap like that. Because if you just yeah, build slowly, then no one would ever suspect you of anything. I think his problem was that he did it too fast. Yeah, that's true. And then he got caught. You have to be subtle to be a criminal. But I can't believe he said things like, "Yeah, I'll tell you how to cure AIDS, and if you let me go, I'll give you that." Yeah, obviously, if you let oh, him go, he's going to fuck off and never give you the cure for AIDS. The other thing that I thought was funny is. And no matter how many places I looked it up, it said that when he gave a police statement on the 28th of March 2003, which then confused me that people online were floating that the evidence was that, sorry, on the 28th of March, and people were floating that the evidence was that he gave the exact start date of the Iraq war, the 20th of March 2003, and he was like, that was the yeah. Like, that, that doesn't prove anything. I can tell no. you eight days ago, like... Yeah, I've read that that story's a bit of a hoax, that it's not true, that people just made that up. And he didn't actually exist at all. 
Next week, we're going to talk about like murders then. People who are murdered. I think that's going to be really interesting. So, on that note, thanks very much for listening, guys. And hopefully, you'll tune in next week. Well, of course, you will because you love this podcast. You know, you do. Okay. So, bye from me. And bye from me. And bye, Yasmin. Bye. Bye. Crystal. Man.